This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Pardon me for asking, but what day is it? Do you really not know? I really don't. Here's a hint. Here's a hint. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me you. No, I am your father. Say what? May 4th. It's May the 4th. Happy Star Wars Day. May the 4th be with you. Enjoy Star Wars Day. Happy Star Wars Day. It's showtime. Star Wars Day, Tom. Woo! So she says on there, showtime. Really? <laughs> really? That's what we got to deal with today. Yeah, it is May the 4th, mm-hmm. which, you know... Star Wars came out what seventy seven? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think I saw it at a drive-in in Jacksonville, Florida. So it had to be seventy seven, seventy eight. I know that. But I was very impressed with the first one. Do you remember seeing the very first one, Shannon? Shannon. Oh, by the way, Shannon's with us because Brittany's in the penalty box today, <laughs> because on the show yesterday we were talking about something, and she said, "I don't want to hear. I don't want to listen to this." I'm like. You just told the people listening to the show not to listen. Oh, no. You realize that? <laughs> the what she just did? Rule. You're not Brit, supposed Brit. to say that. So let's <laughs> pretend she's in the penalty box. What, she's actually, what is she actually doing, getting like her brain scan or something? Yeah, she has a, a CAT scan today. Yeah, she has a yeah. crayon stuck up there, much like Homer Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> I would not doubt that, by the way. I adore that. I do. I can tell you openly it's true because she's a great friend of the family. I adore Brittany, but my God. Someday, Shannon. We're studying her brain for science. They should, absolutely. <laughs> they should get that done. Uh, you want to go through? See, I, I saw the first Star Wars, and I think maybe I saw one other one, but I've never seen any of the others. So have you guys seen a lot of the Star Wars stuff? I've seen all of them, but I've retained no information. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's very little Star Wars that I haven't seen. Yeah, that's a lot of people are like that. Love it, man. Yep. I love I, everything about it because I, all the movies, I remember growing up on them. And then, you know, that uh, that kind of mid-90s when they put out chapters one, two, and three, or episodes one, two, right. and three, that was kind of garbage. But then they had the resurgence with those films that came out last year. And then I just went to Galaxy's Edge at Disney a couple weeks ago. It was like, it was the only time I've pouted. Because <laughs> my sister was like, it's time to go. And I was like, oh. I don't want to go yet. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now you're talking. So mm-hmm. you're a huge Star Wars fan. Love it. Um, one of the reasons I might not be, Shannon, to tell you the truth, that when it came out, um, they decided because I could do a semi-good, it wasn't even good, a semi-impression of James Earl Jones. Every car dealer I came near, it's time for car wars. Oh, like, yeah. Car wars, bar wars. Uh-huh. Well, there were I more like of that. Them. Yeah, I bet you do like that. <laughs> car wars. Yeah, you had to rush everybody down there because the car wars were going on, the bar wars. There were some other ones. What the hell would they have been? Mm. Par wars with my friends, but I never par anything, so that can't work. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's not going to... Are you a golfer? Yeah, golfed twice already this week. Oh, this week you did? Mm-hmm. No, where, where did you play? I played uh, Montgomery National. Down oh, that's, I love that course. Great course. It is. So much fun. Yep. And then played, uh, every like once a week I play with my brother-in-law at Highland over in Bloomington. Love that one too. Yeah, because it's, yep. it's quick, it's easy, it's nine yep. holes. If you go early enough, there's not a lot of people. Like we cranked out uh, nine holes yesterday in about an hour, ten minutes. That's so. phenomenal. See, that's yeah. great. That's wonderful. And then golfing in Grand Rapids on Friday when I get up to the cabin. There you go. Yeah. I uh, tried to. I, I learned something yesterday, Shannon. Okay. That I've played about five rounds of golf in the last six years. So I thought I'd just walk on the course and everything would be fine. Mm-hmm. Tommy's got a long road yeah. back. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Oh my God, did I suck. I literally only played about four holes and I said, I can't do this to you people. I got to go see Al's over at Golden Valley. Al Strang's his name, great teacher. Said, I better call Al and get uh, things on the books because this ain't going to work. <laughs> I mean, it was horrible. Well, I had run into a guy that golfed with you. I forget his name. I'll have to look him up. But he golfed with you. He said he golfed with you out in Phoenix one time. He's a golf instructor. And I said, oh, it'd be funny oh, yeah. to get you on for a segment called This Is Why You Suck at Golf. Right. And then have, have him explain to everybody who listens why it is that they are terrible at a game they love. I would love that. Can we, can we get that done? Yeah, I'll try, I'll try to contact that guy. I can't Great remember his idea. name, but I know I can find him, yeah. Great idea. Absolutely good. Why you so, you and I. Because I'll put myself in <laughs> sure, yeah. Why you and I suck at golf. <laughs> and by the way, my wife 
who plays golf like once in a while, has the most beautiful natural swing I've ever seen. It's just not fair. You see what I'm saying? I don't know much about golf. I just uh, drive the golf cart and drink. What do you drink? Like uh, probably tequila. Really? Yeah. So you go the whole distance. Just casual. Are you going to go to, I think there's a tequila night in town at a bar. Where the hell is it? I saw a big, they had a big sign that said tequila night. I think it's tomorrow night. So oh, sure. I'm, I could better Walk have him reach up. out to you, uh, right? All right. Let him, let him, tell him to let me know. <laughs> I will tell you something. I'm not kidding you, and this is true. Uh, I can drink beer, and it really doesn't even affect me. I don't, even, I don't get drunk drinking beer. No matter how much I drink, I just don't get drunk. It's weird. Then I drink wine, and I feel really pretty good, but I can get really hammered on that. Yeah. Whiskey, I can get an edge to me. I drink tequila. What the hell are you looking at? <laughs> I, it that makes me fighting words. It, Shannon, it makes me crazy. What is that? I don't Nesco? know. Some people, a lot of people say that actually about yeah? tequila. Really? I don't know. I mean, I'm not kidding. It's not just I get I get crazy. <laughs> it's just bizarre. But well, I'll, a good example. A friend of mine opened up a Mexican Mexican restaurant downtown. He said, Tom, I'd love you to come down and, and you know, help us with the opening. And all this. I said, I'd love to. Great. You're a great friend. I love your food, all the rest of it. I get there. He brings out a 100-year-old bottle of tequila. It's 100 years old. He goes, Tom, I know you don't like drinking tequila. I don't even want to try a Spanish accent. <laughs> sure. It was a huge mistake. But anyway, um, I would like, like you to try this again. Tequila? Really? Well, just give me a little bit. He goes, I'll just give you a little. I'll just give you a little bit. He gave me about four ounces okay so it's, it's not just a little, little. Bit. that's more than a little so i sat there sipping it and i finished it and he comes over and he goes tom what i said it was delicious i got to be honest with you There's no <laughs> doubt it was absolutely delicious he said do you want some more and i said no i really don't and he goes why not and i said because i'm really pissed off and i don't know why <laughs> i just got angry yeah. all of a sudden <laughs> yeah it's what? like an instant asshole just add tequila yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. what is that what is it the mescal in the in the outfit? What is it? I don't know, because everybody's got their one. Their, yeah, that one yeah. thing that turns them into it. Some guys, it's tequila. Some guys, it's whiskey. You know, like oh, I, yeah. friends of mine, it was vodka. Anytime you gave them vodka, oh, they'd have fiery eyes like Scott Studwell. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's a good thing. Matter yeah. of fact, I'm glad you brought him because I was, I was thinking about i got to get Scott on the show. We should have him come in. Great guy. I know he's alive, but is he around Minnesota? <clears throat> I haven't talked to him. I haven't seen him in years. Yeah, I just had dinner with him last year. Really? A bunch of us got together and had dinner and just had a great time. But uh, he he spends a lot of time in Wisconsin, too. Oh, good. So, yeah, he, he hangs around this area. You would, for one of the toughest men I have ever seen, he is such a nice man. It's yeah. unbelievable. Although the first time I met him, he was a little angry with me about some of my comments about his Vikings. So it wasn't that great a meeting the first time. Sure. <laughs> but great guy. Yeah, I will reach out to we got some really interesting people popping up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to bring up any names, but you brought up one this morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, get, get some people wrong. I mean, not that our guests had, so far haven't been fantastic. They have. But it's just nice to see that all these people are stepping up going, hey, let's get that done, right? Although I wasn't here when Frank Vassalero brought both his dogs into studio. <laughs> what do you think of that, Shannon? <laughs> did they get a spot on air? Oh, did, yeah, they, yeah, they did. They did. Oh, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. I thought mm-hmm. that was the case, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to get to some Star Wars facts, because I, I don't know if I know these or not. So I'm not. Now, Shannon, are you a Star Wars fan? Y- yeah, Kinda. I am. You've seen them all, but yeah. you, you didn't retain it. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching The Mandalorian right now. I really like it. That's a good. It's what? What's that on? It's a good show. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, it is. Okay. Disney yeah. Plus is blowing up, aren't they? Yeah. They're yeah. really doing well. No question. All right. I want to look at this for for just a second. Uh, the weather mostly sunny and warm today, with a high of seventy five. Now, not only here I am wearing a jacket. Mm-hmm. So really good, Tom. Tom <laughs> and Shannon wearing a jacket, so it's going to be seventy five. Mostly sunny, warm, seventy five for the high. Friday, partial sunshine with an isolated shower. Who cares? High at near seventy. Saturday, partly sunny with scattered showers possible, high of 70 again, or near 70. On Sunday, partly sunny with scattered showers and 72, 72, 73, 71. I mean, over the next seven days, it's going to be the lowest temperature. It's going to be like 69, so. It's getting better by the minute. Sure was nice. It's sunny right now, beautiful. It's 52 degrees already. Matter of fact, let me check, make sure. Yeah, it's still 52. So that's cool. 
All right, top five Star Wars facts that will blow your mind. Now, I read that. Mm -hmm. I'm not making that statement. I read it. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you guys. Oh, Jesus. I just saw the first one. Why me? (laughs) Why me? Okay, top five Star Wars facts that will blow your mind. In honor of May the 4th, may the 4th be with you, ladies and gentlemen, also known as Star Wars Day. Enjoy uh, today's list of the top five Star Wars facts that will blow your mind. The number one fact, I don't know if this will blow your mind or not, C-3PO is straight. <laughs> what? I didn't know that we put a sexual orientation on the robots these days, oh, yeah. but okay. little machinery. Yeah. No, he seems gay for real. Oh, does he? Kind of. Oh, I didn't know and he's, that. he's got like a British accent too. You know the way he walks? He just kind of yeah. seems it. Doesn't he kind of like roll along on wheels? No, no that's R two D two. Oh, that's R two D two. C three PO is like the like the gold one. Oh, the he's big, like the, all golden. Yeah. The the figure, yeah. the actual yeah. human body figure. Yeah, the, yeah. Master oh. Skywalker. Like, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. R two D two is the beard of that relationship <laughs> for, for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. All right, now yeah, because I remember the gold guy. I do remember him? That's that's which one is that again? C three PO. Yeah. Okay. The original voice of Darth Vader was my... Okay, see, I didn't know this was all going to be a joke. I thought it was a serious deal about no. Star Wars. The original voice of Darth Vader was Miley Cyrus. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. These are, these are garbage. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. It's time yeah. to move on. I thought it was a real thing, because I don't pre-read stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a real thing, but no, they're just... They're, Here's another great joke about Star Wars for you. (laughs) Although, interesting fact about Darth Vader, that the guy, when they filmed it, it's not James Earl Jones in the suit. No, it's not. Yeah, it's another like kind of like spindly white dude. And then they had him. It's funny because they actually have online. I wonder if I could find it. They have online footage of that guy speaking the Darth Vader lines. And then James Earl Jones goes in post-production and drops those lines in. Right. It's very funny to watch. Indeed. I will tell you what. I I remember we... uh, we had James Earl Jones on the show one time, and you want to talk about a very—he's a first of all a very big guy. He's not a small guy at all, but he's got that voice that comes out of there. And all. One of the nicest, gentlest, kindest men you'd ever want to know. He's just a very, very nice guy, even though he's very intimidating, I guess, physically. And that voice doesn't hurt being intimidating either. But just because you know, he didn't talk for like five years. I think that was a, maybe I should look that up before I say it's five years, but as a child, he stopped talking and didn't talk for a few years. Wow. And I then f- when he did talk again, it came out like this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I remember hearing that yeah. somewhere, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how long it was, but yeah, he didn't talk for quite some time. And then when he did, when he was 11, he started talking like this, or however <laughs> old he was, I don't know. But uh, it's just nice to see somebody that successful, that talented, to be such a wonderfully nice man. Isn't that wonderful? You see that happening? Yeah, you expect people to go the other way sometimes. Well, because most people are raging pricks. That's yeah. Why. Is that what you're saying? I was trying to be nice about it. But... <laughs> that ain't happening with <laughs> Uncle Tom in the room. I suppose you're right. No question. Uh, yeah, I'll look that up in a bit, see what, if, how many years it was or how long it was. He just did not talk. And I don't know if they ever figure out why he didn't stop talking. I, th- I guess he had a stutter when he was a little boy. Do you remember that part, Rudy? He had a little bit of a stutter. Oh, he's not listening. <laughs> I think he's listening to audio right now. Not a big deal. Uh, yeah, so I thought the top five Star Wars facts would be kind of, but they're all lame-ass jokes. Why do they do that to me? Uh, if you guys want, I did find a little bit of the original Star Wars uh, Darth Vader actor and him giving the lines before they dropped oh, in. Yeah. James Earl Jones here, you can give yeah. it a listen. <laughs> Start tearing this ship apart piece by piece until you find those tapes. Find the passengers of this vessel. I want them alive! It's wildly different than James Earl Jones, isn't it? <laughs> Not you know the same. You know what's funny about that? That sounds like a character being done by Martin Short. I was, I was going to say, if you go back and watch Spaceballs yeah. with Rick Moranis, that Rick sounds Moranis. exactly like Rick Moranis. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It does. I'll come in there and whoop your ass. Okay, good for you. I'm happy for you, no question. So in any case, oh, this might be a nice little transition just because it could, well, unless it's another attempt at telling jokes. That's the one thing about the services. Now, please stop uh, attempting humor. Why do you do that? I don't get it. 
Hastings, Nebraska just installed a six-foot statue of the Kool-Aid Man. A guy from Hastings named Edwin Perkins came up with Kool-Aid in 1927 after messing around in his mom's kitchen. If you happen to be uh, swinging through southeast Nebraska anytime soon, it's outside the Hastings Museum of Natural and Cultural History. These are the top ten brands that remind us of our childhood. Now, this is going to be wildly different because, Shannon, how old are you? Uh, 33. Yeah, so 33. You're, what, 42? You 42. Yeah, 42. And I'm a little older than that. You don't have the same childhood. No, we don't. And, and that's <laughs> going to be interesting what our childhood memories might be together. Okay, I do remember Hasbro. Was that part of your life? Yeah, yeah. G.I. Joe oh, was yeah. Hasbro. Oh, yeah. that, there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, yeah. So, Shannon, you too. Oh, yeah. How about Nerf? Yes. Yep. She, not me. No, you guys play with rocks. Rocks, yeah, throwing <laughs> rocks at people. Mm-hmm. Now, this one when I was a kid was the big one, man, Mattel. That's still around. Is it? They, yep. What do they do now, do you know? Don't they make ba- games? Barbie. Oh, yeah. Oh, Barbie. oh Barbie's Mattel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, you guys know all this stuff. This is very, very impressive. How about Kool-Aid? I do remember Kool-Aid. I just still love the fact that they had the giant pitcher chasing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, okay, this is a, oh, these are just top brands of childhood. Yeah, Disney, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. we still talk about Disney. I, I don't care if you're 33 or 71. You're talking about Disney if you've ever been there. Oh, yeah. Uh, game that I just finally got sick of playing because I, I, I did pretty well at it, and people always thought I was cheating somehow. But it's just this, using money wisely in Monopoly is how you win the game, right? Oh, yeah. But I don't think most people know that. We played on Sunday with the family. Oh, did you? I made stacks. <laughs> oh, I destroyed my family. Wiped them all out succession style. It was amazing. You sound very happy. So oh, that's yeah. Good. That's mm. what games are about, destroying your family. Destroy my family. <laughs> Got Hot Wheels. I was beyond hot. The only... Okay, I'm going to come back to Hot Wheels because I have a Hot Wheels memory. How about you guys? You have Hot Wheels? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you liked Hot Wheels? Yeah, we used to have the track where you put them in and it zooms it around. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. The only uh, connection I ever had with Hot Wheels, we had a dog. It was an Irish setter, just a beautiful, beautiful dog named Clayton. <laughs> this was back when I first saw so this is decades ago. And Clayton came home, and he just—he was laying down, and he wouldn't get up, and he just wouldn't move. Or he didn't want to move, and just get away from me, leave me alone. Finally, Catherine got home. He said, something's wrong with Clayton. I don't know what it is. She goes, what do you mean? She went over, and he was acting weird. He had about a half a Hot Wheel sticking out of his butt. Ooh. <laughs> he had somehow yeah, eaten a Hot Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like the back tires were sticking out. <laughs> It was really Them Duke boys are up to no good again. (laughs) Exactly, going right up Clayton's butt. So, yeah, he must have eaten one of them, and it just wouldn't pass. So that was fun getting out the pliers for that one. (laughs) That was a thrill. Uh, Play-Doh. Yeah, we had a little Play-Doh in our lives when we were kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lego? No, that wasn't around yet. When I, I mean, I do. I played with Legos before, and I've also stepped on them on the uh, yep. stairs coming down after having children with Legos. <laughs> you ever stepped on a Lego with bare feet? Yeah, it's not fun. Oh my God, that hurts. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather just take a knife to the foot. It's, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's I less agree. painful. No, you're right. And finally, Nintendo. Uh, Nintendo broke when in the mid '80s. '85. '85. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. So, yeah, I used to play the, uh, was it the World Series, I think it was called? I used to love playing the World Series on Nintendo back in the day. So you do agree with most of these that they've been part of all of our lives, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is weird because I do a bit on stage about Nintendo, and you have to really read the room to, if that joke to work because sometimes, especially in the city, like last night I was at a show in Uptown, and if I were to drop that joke, these kids would be like, Dude, our first gaming system was like a, a PlayStation yeah. 5. Like, we have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's true. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start. does yeah. mean nothing. It means nothing to us. No, it's true. Mm-hmm. It's it, it just one generation. It's completely different. Yeah. We shall take a break here. Be right back. More news right after this. This is Tom. We have a new sponsor to the show. It's a family business, which, as I've told you, is my favorite kind of business. The owner lives here. His name is Tom Dean. I'm talking about two great businesses that are serving their customers as one, Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Whatever power sport or marine product you're looking for, it all starts at the Lodge. Power Lodge, receive the incredible shopping experience you're looking for. It just so happens that both these stores are kicking off the warm outdoor season. Yeah, baby, like 72 today, you mean? With a sale this week, save money and win stuff during the power sale through Saturday, May 6th with Power Lodge and Miller Marine. They're in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, and Miller Marine, of course, is in St. Cloud. 
Save on all pontoons with entry-level brands starting at $19,990. And that includes pontoon motor and trailer. Wow, that's a hell of a deal. i got to get another pontoon, Shannon. We've been talking about it. you got to get a pontoon, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to hear a lot about Power Lodge and Miller Marine from me in the coming months. But during this week's power sale, go to any location to get some throttle therapy. I said throttle therapy again. I always do that. On land and water, millermarine.com and powerlodge.com. You can tell them Tommy sent you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. If you've been hurt in a car collision, it's traumatic enough. You don't need to waste time and energy on the legal stuff. Think of us as a partner who will guide you through the process. First off, you need to recover. But part of that is getting the compensation you deserve. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we'll work hard so you can get the rest you need during the trying months after a personal injury. At Bradshaw and Bryant, we understand how important it is to make our clients comfortable. So we build each client relationship on the pillars of honesty and transparency. Don't miss out on what's rightfully yours. We'll go to bat for you. For your free case consultation, please visit minnesotapersonalinjury.com. That's minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Mike Bryan, and I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to Bradshaw and Bryant. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. With Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Hey everyone, Judd Zolgat here from Score North, and you know, wouldn't it be nice to lose over 20 pounds before summer? Well, you can with Livia's doctor-recommended program. Look and feel your best with a weight loss program voted number one in Minnesota. Receive personalized and guided support from Livia's team of experts. You know what? Join today and receive three months free. What are you waiting for? Get summer ready with Livia. Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com. I lost 40 pounds a year plus back with this program i'm going to tell you right now this program works because it's about weight control it's not about a diet it's not about a fad it is about losing the weight and then most importantly keeping the weight off livia's dietitians and nutritionists are going to help you do exactly that so start your success today and get summer ready call 855 go livia or visit livia.com that's l-i-v-e-a.com join now and receive three months free call now 855 go livia or visit livia.com livia consider Consistently voted Minnesota's best weight loss program year after year. Come to Livia and experience life-changing results. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Shannon in for Brittany today. Brittany, of course, was uh, suspended from the show for a day for being over five foot six. That's fair. I mm-hmm. see that to my wife. I do it to her. I, you know, a lot of, I could not believe, I was talking to someone last night, and I don't know if they want me to reveal this or not, but they have a niece uh, who's a really good uh, volleyball player. She's six foot four. And is not tall enough to be on the blocker line. Yeah, six foot four. Oh, no. I'm like, yeah, six seven apparently. In order to be a blocker, you have to be six seven now in college women's volleyball. Sure, it's cutthroat. Uh, yeah, 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 I would say so. Yeah, the only person who knows the plight uh, for how hard it is to be a tall woman is an extremely short guy. 
Oh, is that right? Both are mocked without any sort of repercussions. <laughs> you can make fun of a tall woman, you can make fun of a short guy, and people don't have like overly tall. I'm not talking about. I mean, yeah, yeah almost yeah. like comically tall. Because yeah, it's tough. Like uh, there was a girl Jennifer Vondahar I went to high school with, and she was like a six three, six four. That's amazing. And towered over everybody. And man, like everybody would always have a joke, which she kind of just took with a grain of salt. But you know, it helps you later in life. But when you're 14 and awkward, and you are yeah. a foot and a half taller than everybody, <laughs> that's got to be so weird. It's hard blending in. Yeah, I would imagine that's probably true. It all works out in the end. Mm-hmm. We had it. We had Kathy. Kathy Shemp was her name uh, in grade school, and that happens to girls a lot in grade school. They get taller than the boys. Oh yeah, it does happen. Sure. No question. And Kathy, she was the tallest person in class, seventh grade, I guess it would be. Sixth or seventh grade, can't remember. I think it was seventh grade. Yeah, she was taller than everybody. It just the way it worked out. Very nice person, by mm-hmm. the way. Very pleasant schoolmate. That's all I have to say. What do you think of that? Um, so they raised the rate yesterday, and I see the Dow Jones dropped. That's eh, dropped 0.32%. So, so far, not. What do you guys think? You think we'll just collapse and everybody just live under a bed? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know anything about the stock market. Good, because I don't either. <laughs> I don't pay attention to it. I got no idea. It's just Is it just hedge fund heaven now? And I don't know that it is. I'm just asking. To be honest, I don't even know what a hedge fund really does, except for I just know they make bank. That's it. They can destroy radio stations. Absolutely. They're, they're I, really good th- at they're that. They're very good at that. You are <laughs> correct. Yep. Terrific, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it, it's, I, just, I guess I keep an eye on that kind of thing. Uh, this can't be a good story, and I haven't even read the headline yet, but I'm putting my glasses on now. Bill Gates, Leon Black, Thomas Pritzker, one day in the life of Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, boy. How would you like to be hooked to that prick? That would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? Well, but, no, look, I know that Jeffrey Epstein, was he worth a couple hundred million bucks, 500 million, something like that? Mm, Whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why would a guy like Bill Gates hang out with Jeffrey Epstein? Wasn't there a thing with Bill Gates and his wife when they were getting, oh. they were being divorced and she was like, hey, listen, you give me what I want because uh, if not, uh, I'm going to end up dropping, a, a, spilling the beans on your little Jeffrey Epstein getaways. Because there was something, I feel like there was a little smoke there where some somebody had dropped a dime on him and said he had spent a little too much time there while he was married. So there might have been right. something going on, yeah. So was it always about sex with Epstein? Always? The people, his friends would come knowing that it was about sex. Yeah, which is so weird that people always go, you, you know, it's, it's more about power. I'm like, I don't know. I think a guy just wants to have sex. That's yeah. kind of, guys are wired like that. Probably true. Mm-hmm. Shannon, do you have to put up with it nonstop with these guys these days? <laughs> mm. Just won't leave you alone on the street. Is no, that the plan? Not not really, but I'm kind of mean, so. <laughs> are you mean? I've not noticed that side of you yet, <laughs> the mean side. I would be mean side. to you. <laughs> so who would you be mean to? Just strangers. Jeffrey Epstein? Of course. You'd be very mean to him. <laughs> I wouldn't blame you. i got to be honest with you. Uh, i got to be honest with you. Yeah, there, there's this picture, Jeffrey Epstein's picture, and then you got all these other people. And I don't. Oh, there's Bill Gates, but most of these people, I don't even know who the hell they are. They're showing all these different people that apparently... Well, he went to he had some island or something, right? Yeah, the yeah. island is, yep, it was the uh, island of Dr. Epstein, because, boy, apparently what God. went on there was awful. And uh, that, uh, heard, yeah. that gal that they got in uh, incarcerated right now, she, oh, like, his... Yeah, Gis- Gislaine. Gis- yeah, Gislaine, or however you say it, I can't remember. Oh, right. Gislaine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they... Maxwell? Yep. Yeah. Oh, man, like, how awful would that be to have a set up a meeting with her and a friend of yours and be like, hey, I got a friend of mine who's got a great opportunity for you, and then all of this stuff comes out about what she was trying to get you know you or your friends to do there you have it just uh yeah i i gotta be honest with you ladies and gentlemen i do look at the headlines every day and I, to be totally honest i don't really want to read about any of these stories <laughs> it's like people being filthy to one another people stealing from one another people acting like a-hole not a lot of good news today what's that all about you think of going into summertime right around the corner people be happy no? No, especially with the weather. You know, I contacted I know. Sven Sungard yesterday and was like, hey, oh, man. did you really? Yeah, I was like, hey, why don't you come on the show? Let's just talk about, like, what, because we were talking yesterday about all the mosquitoes that right. are probably going to be a right. problem. And, uh, again, I, I think Sven may have uh, big-timed me because uh, I see, because you know how they give that little, like, indicator that they've read your message? Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. no, Sven, old Svenny boy read that message, but, boy, he did not get back to me yet, so... 
I wonder if he's just like, uh, maybe he's playing hard to get. I may have to drop him another line and be like, hey, man, just come on and just talk about anything good that we can possibly look for this summer because Chris Eggert really brought the room down yesterday. He really did. With that mosquito uh, report. No doubt about it. Now, where's Sven now? NPR. Oh, that's right. He went to NPR. That's mm-hmm. right. I remember that. And yeah, yeah, he was at Channel 11, wasn't he, I think, back in the day? Long time. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, kind of got railroaded. And then, Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. Did you not read? The, oh, yeah. I should find that for you. I've Listen, everybody has their own definition of that story. I read that story, and what I got out of it was this was a guy who was sharing some feelings, and Care 11 was like, we told you not to do that. And then they decided to get rid of him to help cut a little bit of pay right. uh, you know, out of the budget. And then, yeah, he was, like, doing weather reports on his deck just for, like, YouTube. Really? Yeah, just to, like, pass the time while he was, like, kind of riding out his non-compete. He was, no joke, he was just doing his own local weather reports for, like, TikTok and Instagram. So what do you you mean? Why did they get rid of him? Feelings about what? Well, because he, there was somebody, there was, like, a a pastor of his that, and I I apologize if people really know the story. I'm just kind of spitballing here. I think I know most of it. But there was a pastor that he had followed, and this pastor was like, hey, if you uh, are a white supremacist or you're a Nazi, you're not welcome at our church. And there's a good stuff going on. Yeah. So so Sven, Sven didn't say those things. He just shared the the post. And Kara Levin came to him and said, you can you please not do that? And Sven was like, sure, whatever. You know, it's not like those words came out of Sven's mouth. But no, it, right. But if you right. share something like that, if you share a meme, if you share it, you might as well just say it because you can get canceled anyways. So, yeah. So yeah. he did it again like four months later and Care 11 canned him for that. But I, for me, I believe it was money. For talking about Nazis? Yeah, for, for telling people like, hey, if you, are, if you have hate in your heart, you're not welcome here. Which is, yeah, what's, Shannon. What's what I told you? Yeah. I should leave. <laughs> you know, time, she has hate in her heart. So I didn't know all that went on. I had no idea that's why he left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he was a huge fan of mine, but that's what I was told anyway. But I don't know if that's why he's not calling you back. Oh, why, why, why did he not like you? I don't know. It's the same old deal. I'm sorry, but it's just some people, and I'm not being a pain in the ass here. I don't know if it's my brain, the look on my face, whatever the hell it is. Some people are afraid of me and won't admit it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they are, to tell you, because I am a wonderful human being. I would like you to know that. (laughs) No, tell me, Shannon, what do you think of that? That that some people, some guys just make other people very, and I don't know if it's fear or just make you uneasy or whatever that is for these guys. Maybe it's your your strong personality. So is that what it is? Sometimes people are Because they're not funny? Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Makes them nervous. I suppose, but honest to God, if there was one record of me attacking someone somewhere, then you'd have something. I've never done that. Yeah, I'm not going to put up with your BS. Like I said, the time a guy lifted that woman's skirt up in public, I went after him. But it's like, what if that were my daughter? What would I do then, right? Although he'd be dead probably then. Yeah. Don't be doing that to people. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's really, and I don't know if that's true or not because you hear that from other people and then I would run into some people and they'd go, no, I never said that. Who told you that? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that going on too, this yammering about. One thing I will tell you about Minnesota, and I was born here, I grew up here and all the rest of it. But you better be careful in this state if you're successful because there's a lot of resentment from those people. I'm serious. Minnesotans resent the hell out of people getting, getting, I guess, I don't know about famous or doing well in their business. Unless they helped you, they don't like it. Is that a weird, what is that, like a northern European deal or something? Maybe, yeah. I don't. I, you're right, though. I I agree with that. Anytime, it's true. You, yeah. Anytime you see somebody just even get an inkling of success, and then it happens a lot here, especially like in the stand-up scene, when somebody, oh gets, yeah, somebody, oh gets, yeah, hey, so and so is flying out to Vegas to go open up for so and so at a theater, and everyone goes, ah, oh, they don't deserve that. That guy's not funny. I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe he <laughs> he was he was funny at the right time. Some a booker saw him and he had a lights out set, and now he's right. going to Las Vegas to open up in a theater. So. I don't know. Start working on your stuff instead of wondering or getting exactly. angry at everybody else about how being how they're being successful. Just because they're successful doesn't make you less successful, but you talking shit about them does make you less successful. I agree. For sure. But I will tell you one thing. You want to talk about success or you want to talk about success? Because I heard yesterday, what's, what's the guy's name? Christo, Cristobal or the soccer player? Oh, Christoph, or what is the hell is it? Mm, I don't, I'm, I don't follow soccer. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> Signed a deal yesterday. Soccer player, $150 million a year. Jeez. 150. So 
You want to look at my success and compare it to his? Yeah, right. Good luck to me yeah. is all I have to say. I'm happy for the guy. Good for you, man. You're a great soccer player. You're making tons of money. The average starting salary now for a quarterback is $50 million a year. The average. Yeah, somebody had sent us an email the other day when we were talking about Kirk Cousins, and they broke down what it is Kirk Cousins makes. Yeah. And they said basically it's about, I think, did he say $24,000 for every three and out? <laughs> three and out, three plays and out. Kirk Cousins just made twenty four thousand dollars. Isn't like seventy five million or something total? It's ridiculous. It's yeah, a big number. I yeah. know that. Mm-hmm. And the guy sucks. So yeah. I don't know. What, <laughs> he does. He can't win. Mm-hmm. He's never won anywhere he's ever been. I mean, as far as winning is concerned, if you want to win, you got to be Kristen Burt. That's what the problem is, right there. Oh, they get the big applause. Now you're getting applause when you come on. I can't hear it on my end, so it just sounds silent. Ah. There you go. Can you hear that? Thank you. People cheering. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Rudy's applauding. I'm cheering. May the fourth be with you. I knew Mm. you'd do that. Get off my screen. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I have a viewer request on this story. Uh Uh-oh. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher? Yeah, they want me to. Carrie Fisher is getting her star on the Walk of Fame today here in Hollywood. And uh, this has been something that her fans have been talking about for so long. Mark Hamill went in 2018 and and helped lobby it. But I don't think a lot of people realize it's $75,000 to get a star on the Walk of Fame. That you have to pay? You have to pay. So here's what what usually happens the. a fan club, a studio, your record label, they will pay for it because they usually do it in conjunction with some type of promotion, whether it's the launch of your movie, a new album, and they will use it as marketing costs. So I'm sure that they can write it off. But, And you also have to agree to show up to the ceremony. Oh, that's true. I suppose that'd be embarrassing if you didn't. That makes <laughs> yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. So that's why you'll see, like, if you ever go to Hollywood and take a look at the Walk of Fame, if you're like, why doesn't George Clooney have one or Julia Roberts? They don't want to show up for the ceremony, so they don't have a star. Yeah, there you go. That makes total... Oh, by the way, I should introduce you to Shannon. She's in for, I don't know if you know this or not, but Brittany uh, is spending her last day in prison today. Oh, so, yeah, wow. She, what, has she been on prisoner release the last few days? Yeah, just she comes and goes, and they, yeah, I get her special privileges and stuff. And <laughs> Shannon's a good friend. <laughs> Shannon's a really good friend showing yeah, up for that criminal for Brittany. <laughs> Actually, Shannon and I were on together. I don't remember when, but I wasn't able to see you. A couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah, so we're face-to-face. But one other thing I want to talk about the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I don't know if a lot of people realize this, real estate. Where does your star go is very political because... Oh, I bet. Yeah. You want to be, like, in front of the Dolby Theater. Um, If you look at uh, Carrie Fisher's, hers going to be right in front of Disney's El Capitan. Great real estate. Maybe in front of the Egyptian. But there are a lot of celebrities that are, like, in front of just, like, a smoke shop, maybe a pizza shop. Um, Maybe you're not at the pretty end of Hollywood Boulevard. So it can really be uh, not great when you're like, oh, no one's going to come over here to see my star. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. And how, who decides where the star goes? It's the Hollywood Walk of Fame committee. So it's a they whole always committee. try and like figure out like the best ones. And if you look, a lot of them make sense. It makes sense for Carrie Fisher to be in front of Disney's El Capitan um, because obviously Disney owns Star Wars right. and those properties. Um, you'll see like Ryan Seacrest is in front of the Dolby Theater. American Idol for years did their finale there, so that's why it makes sense. But honestly, when you're like a smaller, maybe you're like a B-list talent, but have been around a long time, you finally get your star on the Walk of Fame and you wind up in front of the sex shop. You're like, oh, thanks. (laughs) You know, they've been talking about doing that that for years here, you know, putting up this Walk of Fame in Minnesota. And uh, God, I was trying to think of who, because they asked me about, about this one person. Can't remember who the hell it was, but it just never happened. Minnesota, I don't think it's that. Maybe Minnesotans just don't like that kind of deal, like the Walk of Fame thing. Plus, I don't know, where would they put it anyway? Because downtown, nobody goes downtown anymore. 
I was going to say put it in the hamster trails because it's too cold to have it outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could do that. Put it in the Skyway, the Walk yeah. of Fame in the Skyway because it's too cold to walk outside. It's, but it's actually a good idea. Stars are in the sky. You put it in the Skyway. Skyway. Okay. I'm thinking here. That's all you ever do is just contribute. That's all that ever I, I, happens. I know. It's so annoying. It's um, if anyone does want to watch the Carrie Fisher ceremony, it is broadcast live online at walkoffame.com, which is 11.30 a.m. here, so it'll be, what, 1.30 for you guys in the Midwest. Do you Did you spend any time with her? I have not interviewed Carrie Fisher, but I did interview uh, her mother, Debbie Reynolds. Oh, sure. And there was, a, especially after Debbie Reynolds passed away, there was a famous dance studio here. It was the Debbie Reynolds Dance Studio. And everything from, like, Madonna's Truth or Dare, um, Blonde Bombshell tour to Michael Jackson's Thriller was rehearsed there. Mm-hmm. And Todd Fisher, who was right. uh, obviously Debbie's son, Carrie's brother, um, he um, inherited the building and then just couldn't afford it. And, of course, sold it off to an owner who turned, destroyed it and turned it into condos. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, and, and Hollywood's not great about preserving things whatsoever. So, like, all of that history was gone and people tried for almost two years to try and get that building saved and it just didn't work. So something just occurred to me, just popped into my head. Is there anyone who's not on the Hollywood Walk of Fame that you think is a travesty that they should be there, but they're not? Clint Eastwood. He's another one. Really? That, yeah, but he doesn't want to show up for the ceremony. Oh, uh, there you go. Like, that's true. Well, then always that's like him. is right because they're, they're happy. I, I would say the Hollywood Walk of Fame committee, because you do have to be nominated and then they vote on it. Right. But as long as the star is willing to show up, they're happy to have you. You know, we should do, we should get, set one up in here and just with a little like, you know, maybe like the size of a silver dollar stars, just have the, the Walk of Fame right here in Studio A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You could put it on the squares behind you. Oh, yeah. See, we could put it right <laughs> back there. The Walk of Fame. Although it'd be hard to walk on. But then you, people aren't stepping on you every day. That's yeah. true. That's a very good point. And, and it, Donald Trump's star gets is vandalized probably every other month that they're constantly having to. The last time I saw it, um, it was surrounded by like cones and they had uh, really? ropes and stanchions. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, so, they're very like, here's the point. I get it. You don't like him. It's fine. But they're so expensive for the Walk of Fame and the Hollywood Chamber of Common- oh, Commerce yeah. to maintain and repair that at one point they just put a plywood square over it. And they were like, oh. it's not there. Just don't even look at it because <laughs> it's it. It costs other people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It, it's the vandalism is not worth it. So I think for a long time there, they just put a plywood board over it and just said, nothing to see here. So I have a question for you. Other than Adolf Hitler, I can't think of anybody I would care if they put him on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, listen, it's a, it's a tourist thing. I mean, yeah. it's an honor for the person who receives it, but do people like go and it, it's hard, they're hard to find unless you, you have to like go and like Google the location and try and locate it. I mean, everyone goes to certain stars like Michael Jackson. Everyone goes to visit yeah. his star. Yep. Um, I'm just Aretha Franklin. She's always someone oh. that has a crowd around it. There's only like a few people that are really going to go and visit your star a lot. I understand. I, I was God, I was just trying to think of somebody. Does anybody go visit their Sarah Weather star? But I, all these people keep running through my head. I'm wondering if they're on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, if they're not, if whatever the situation is, because, you know, they might have gotten involved in a little bit of trouble here and there, if you know what I'm saying. Well, there's there's definitely controversial figures that are on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and they they haven't removed them. I mean, if listen, if Donald Trump's star getting damaged every other month is not removed, uh, you know, there you go. Mm -hmm. I have a question: Is there anybody you would hate enough to destroy their star? I, I like I said, other than Hitler, who cares? Well, people were doing it, I also think, for a little bit of social media clout because they were filming it. And then they would sell the clip to TMZ. Like, there was a lot of that going on for a while. So, you know, people want the notoriety. So it's all making money again. Yeah. My daughter and I were in Hollywood. This is years ago, but we were out there the same day. Do you remember when somebody went up to the Hollywood sign and they spelled Hollyweed? Oh, yeah. yeah. So my daughter and I were there. We saw that, and then we went down to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and as we were walking, uh, there was a guy walking, dragging a pickaxe 
Oh, God. And I'm like, well, that's a little scary. So we walked down to the other side. And yeah, then, and then, you know, the next day we saw on the news that that guy was arrested for taking that pickaxe to the Donald Trump star. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that that was a, that was the, the pickaxe one. That was probably the most famous Donald Trump vandalism star case. So. Yeah. yeah. No, we were, it was a very eventful day in Hollywood that day. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got your money's worth on yeah. that trip. Mm-hmm. And, and just for anyone visiting Hollywood, um, and I'm talking about Hollywood, the city proper. It is not that safe. I'm not going to lie. So no, get it's in. Not. Yeah. Do your quick little tour of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. If you can see a movie at the El Capitan, it's it's a beautiful theater. They've yeah. got a live organist for every movie. And do the tour. There's a really great tour if, if you're into Oscars and things like that at the Dolby Theater. And get the heck out of there. Um, they haven't cleaned up that. They, they've cleaned it up many times, but right now it hasn't been cleaned up for the 20th time, but it, it really need, it needs an overhaul, and it's it's sad because it's just not a place people should visit. So they kill, still keep the lights on in the 11th floor in my old office there. They keep the light on just to... Tom They're, was here. They keep a candle, actually. It's a candle. Okay, it's a candle. All right, well, that's... that's it smells better. good. It's scented and, you know, Glad good aromatherapy, that. so... I love it. Is Pink still there? Across the street, Pink. The, uh, the hot dogs. Oh, Pink's Hot Dogs. Yeah. Um, Pink's Hot Dogs, you mean on by, Melrose? Right, right by the uh, Capitol Records Tower. Used to be right across the street. Oh, I know the one, the main one is on, I don't think the one by Capitol Records is there. Damn it. It's on Melrose. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it used to be there. It was just, I, I actually loved Los Angeles for that part of it. You know, the all that very... Like watching two guys walk Rod Stewart out to his car so drunk he couldn't walk by himself. Now, now that's a Hollywood thing right there, isn't it? Hollywood has a lot of good nostalgic stories. Yes. And I think that that's what's really fun about it. And if you really get into like um, some of the old haunts and where people used to hang out and the stories. And even if you go back now, it's, it's hard to believe. But the big paparazzi era in the early aughts um, here in Los Angeles, while they weren't healthy and they weren't like safe, right. paparazzi were like chasing people around the streets. There is something about it. Like you would just like you'd be driving and you'd see this like swarm of photographers. And it was like the early years of TMZ. It was really interesting to like watch and watch how these stars were born, like the Lindsay Lohans and yeah, the yeah. Paris Hiltons and the Kim Kardashians, and and how some of them, all of them actually, are very present to this day. Have you ever been in the Capitol Records Tower? I haven't. I guess, I don't know, I don't know if I know anybody that works there anymore, but you need to go in there, the studio there. Have you ever been in there, Rudy? I haven't. Shannon? No, I haven't. Capitol it's Records Tower. It's a field trip. It still has the original studio with the original mics, the original equipment and everything, where Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all these, you go down the list of people that recorded in that studio way back in the day. You, you got to see it someday. It's, you stand there, it's like, my God, all the people, superstars that recorded their stuff in this studio. It was amazing. Yeah, the history is incredible. It I, is. I came to Los Angeles. Um, I came as a baby, but the first time I remember, I was about 11, and I still remember the Capitol Records building. Like, there's oh, certain yeah. things about yep. your first visit to Los Angeles that will always stand out. And coming from small town Massachusetts, like just seeing cool things that had to do with the movies and TV, it was amazing. It's still like it imprinted on my brain. Was the land still up on the Hollywood sign? It was not. <laughs> <laughs> what year was it that the was that like a high wind that blew over the land part of Hollywood it, land? You know, I, I I have a random story about the Hollywood sign. The Hollywood sign fell into disrepair, and yeah, I don't know if did. a lot of people know this, but it was um, Hugh Hefner who rescued it not yep. once but twice. Yep. So he has he donated when he was alive. Obviously, he donated money to have it repaired, and then the second time um, he saved it was actually I'm going to say probably at this point like maybe. 15 to 20 years ago, the land was up for sale and he helped raise the funds to um, have the city buy it back and make sure that it stayed um, in the right hands instead of it being developed into housing. You know, one of the great stories about him, Hugh Hefner, goes out to the, have the, uh, the what the hell did he even call it? The Playboy Mansion West, I guess is what they called it, something like that. Did you ever hear the, the dollar amounts of that uh, transaction? I think he owned it for like 20, 25 years or something before they, he died and then they sold it. Something like that. Maybe it was longer than that. But he went out there, the Western uh, Playboy Mansion, 
bought a mansion, and this place was a mansion for $1.1 million. Tons of land. I mean, he just is in the right place. He died. They sold the $1.1 million mansion for $110 million. Jeez, pretty good ROI. That's not a return on investment. It's terrific, isn't it? One hundred and ten million dollars. Like, good God! And the history you're buying too with that. Oh God, yeah. Elvis is about. They they still don't open the door in the Elvis bedroom, do they? He kept it locked Mm -hmm. the whole time. Because apparently nobody knows if this is real or not. But apparently Elvis stayed there one night, and it got a little wild. Apparently with Elvis and some other. Maybe women. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies, yes, some other ladies. Lady. <laughs> exactly. So they kept it locked, and I don't know what the hell. I don't think anybody died or anything, thank God. And there was no, I don't think anything underhanded happened either. They just didn't, because he died very soon after that, and that's why they just didn't open the bedroom again, I guess. So now that the new guy owns it, because it's, I was trying to think of what, it's the guy who owns Hostess Cupcakes that owns it now, I think. I love a good Hostess cupcake. <laughs> I know. Gosh, they're fantastic. Gosh, that sounds so good. I haven't had breakfast. <laughs> I'm like, that's the breakfast with champions. Well, well, you know what? It's time for you to go anyway. So go get a Hostess cupcake, sister. And <laughs> get I, the heck out of here. I'm not kidding you, though. you all for Friday. <laughs> when I was a little boy, it was snowballs. But then when I got older, I just went to the cupcake. What do you think? Just You know what? The cream filling is like... Oh. Chef's kiss. Okay, we're going to shut her down. We're only going to do one hour like, today. peel off the frosting oh, on the top. Oh, you mean to peel it back? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and save that and eat that separately. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy, it's but it's call. so good. No, it's a great call. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Oh, by yes, the way, everybody's asking me, when are you going to come to town for an appearance? I, I don't know. When, when are we going to do this? Do we need to discuss it? Should I text you later? Yeah, we should, because people are asking me when you're going to come and make an appearance here. Okay. So we got to well, get that uh, taken Let's care get of. it on the calendar, just because it's it gets a little crazy, too. because oh, I'm a schedule. big shot, Tom. I'm a big I, deal, so I got to get it on the I calendar. I got daytime Emmys coming up. <laughs> I got pet visits. I got all these things. All but right. no, I, I would like to get it on the calendar, just that way we know what's happening for sure. I'm not kidding. If Catherine ever had a twin sister, it would have been you. The two of you are the same person, for Christ's sake. <laughs> You know, the only thing that's different is the height. I'm a shorty. <laughs> no, that's right. She, yeah, she's about five inches taller than you or something. Yeah, she's got a lot of height on me. Uh, but, uh, well, we, yeah, we got to get you into town, so that would be great. We'll talk to you tomorrow, though, right? Sounds good. I'll text you later. Thank Make you. that Minneapolis trip happen, we'll finally. We'll get it happen. There's no question. We'll get it taken care of. Kristen Burt, Bye, ladies everyone. and gentlemen. Just another very, very pleasant person to work with on this show, Shannon. What do you think? There's, she is pretty nice. She's a very, very nice person. <laughs> We don't put up with any a-holes. Around. Well, Brittany, we put up with her. She's kind of an a-hole, don't you think? <laughs> She's not great. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest. Thank you for coming today, Shannon. You just no made problem. my day. <laughs> Poor Brit, Brit. Takes one day off and gets blasted yep. constantly. That's how it should be. All right, we do have to take a break here, I know, so we'll get that done. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable, which is a great thing. Mike's Giza Sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty. Yes, I did say 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code TOM, T-O-M. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like North American Banking Company, Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and attorney and advertiser Dave Bielke. I've been advertising on Tom Bernard's shows for years. I like Tom, not just because he's a good guy, but because the ads I run on his show bring me new clients that are hurt at work and need legal help. Tommy B works for me. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword, partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
Yeah, Tom will be back in just a moment. In the meantime, Brittany's out for today. We have our friend Shannon sitting in. Morning, Shannon. Hello. Uh, so Brittany took off today because she was on her way to go, I think, like a nursing school orientation, yep. something or another, which I read as, you have no faith in this show. She, she needs a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, plan B. Uh, everybody remembers... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, the the uh, what's his name? Christian Bale as Batman. Yeah. There's an, uh, I can't, one part of the movie where they're like, "Hey, the only way you get out of the hole is by not tying yourself to a rope. You can't have a, you can't. If you have a net or a oh, fallback yeah. plan, you will always go to that fallback plan. You have to just let this be the thing that it's going to be. And when she was like, "I'm going to go do this nursing school thing because you know, like, I just got to take a class just in case. You never know what's going to happen." <laughs> Immediately, I was like, "Well." Maybe if you put a little bit of faith into the thing <laughs> we're doing, that might, uh, you know, spin dividends. So what are we, talk, are we talking about, Brittany? Talking about Brittany and how she decided to take this nursing class for today. And I said it's because she has no faith in the show whatsoever. Yeah, when I uh, want to look to get better, I'm going to go right to Brittany. What a, what a great idea. What a good plan that would... Dinner and a show. Dinner and a show. Yeah, I've decided, by the way, there's a new uh, edict out on the uh, the morning show here, and that's that when somebody has to go pee, if they don't get back in time, tough titty. It's just, it's on the other side of the building, for yeah. God's sake. <laughs> it is. So I'm not worried about that. If they're going, we don't get back in time, tough titty, right? Mm-hmm. So what else has happened? So yeah, Brittany uh, will be back. I think and she's coming back tomorrow. I think tomorrow, she? yeah, mm-hmm. that'll be the ticket. Yeah, I just looking at some headlines, and there's not one of these stories I want to talk about. It's all very negative news. Um, you know, I kind of wonder. I, I have to ask a question because I people get so pissed off at me when I ask this question if they're on the left or the right or whatever. And I'm not trying to be a smartass. I'm I'm just observing, and I say to them. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden, neither one of them is a great guy. I just don't get it. They're both in it for the money. They're both scam artists. They both have pulled over things on people, causing other people harm. What's the difference? Do you guys get a difference? No. They're both super old, too. Ixnay on the old age stuff. <laughs> all I'm Not saying. to be ageist, but... Well, they're both well, They're both going to be 80, or are they... Well, he already is 80. Biden's yeah. already 80, isn't mm-hmm. he? I think so. And then Trump, I think, is turning 80 in a year or two or something like that. Yeah, yeah. 82. But again, what is the difference? They're, like I said, they're both such obvious scam artists that how do people not notice that? Yeah, they definitely are very good at being able to pull the wool over, over oh, your yeah. eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And for some... Hey, hey, listen, I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a Biden guy. But, but I, me neither. I will say that it feels like there's a lot of people that are whatever Trump says, they just go hard in the paint the opposite direction. Yeah. It doesn't oh, matter yeah. what it is, but whatever he says, it can't be true. Like, he was one of the first people to go, hey, this virus maybe didn't come from a bat in a wet market. It may have come from a lab. And everyone went, that's crazy. Right. You're a racist. And even, <laughs> and, and even John Stewart sat back and was like, okay, actually, I kind of agree with him on this one. And they went, well, you're a racist, too. And he was yeah. like, oh, they went after him, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. God. Not yeah. my John Stewart. Yeah. Not my John Stewart. <laughs> really? Is that your John Stewart? Love him. Yeah. I uh, let me ask you this question, Shannon. If you don't want to talk about it, I don't care. That's All good right. for it's good for you. We don't have to talk about it. But as a black woman in America today, don't you get sick of people trying to make great gains for themselves by pretending to support black people? There definitely is a lot of pandering. In I politics. hate that so much. Oh yeah. But I'm talking about people in the street, too. I'm talking about major corporations. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, I grew up, like I said, in a neighborhood. Everybody got along. Everything was great. I didn't hear about all this, this is racist and that racist, until I got out of my own neighborhood where I didn't run into that many racists. I suppose they were there, but I didn't see them. Yeah. I I think that some people have ideas in their heads that aren't, there are a little bit more racist than they'd like to believe, but I don't think that. Everyone is racist inherently. I still just love the line from Blazing Saddles. We'll Uh, take the blacks and the Chinese, but we don't want the Irish. That's that's one of the greatest lines. I stand by that. (laughs) Yes, I stand by that. No Irish people can come in here. No, I, I, and I hope I didn't make you uncomfortable asking that question, but I, I just, I talked to a lot of my friends about this off the air. It's like, it's so obvious they're pretending to support people for their own benefit. Oh, yeah. It's just, God, that's disgusting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever, I suppose. But, yeah, I, I, I'm looking at the stories, and it's all 
Um, very negative stuff, uh, not great. There's still a lot of Biden and Trump in the news, and there's going to be a lot of Biden and Trump in the news for, what, the next year and a half? Something like that. Uh, Ralph Boston died. I should mention that because one of the greatest athletes uh, of all times, before our time, obviously, was in 1960, I think. Yeah, I, I think it was 60. Let me see if I can find. Ralph Boston, the Olympic long jump champion who broke Jesse Owens' world record, then later had his own mark eclipsed by Bob Beeman's record-shattering leap at Mexico City Games. Well, Ralph Boston died on Sunday. He was 83 years old. Uh, looking back, what a tremendous athlete. Very, very nice man. Sorry to see him go, but Ralph Boston was a supreme athlete. But isn't it weird now, <laughs> these supreme athletes? You look at the athletes nowadays, and what was it again? They, t- they tracked Hussein Bolt doing 28 or 29 miles an hour. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, Jesus. Yeah, that's terrifying. How the hell can you run that? I mean, he could run alongside a car until it gets up to 30 miles an hour. And I just, it, it, what an amazing athlete the man is, but... Whatever. Yeah, I think Phil Mackey was saying that on his Peloton, he gets up to 24 miles an hour. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so imagine Usain Bolt flying past you at 28 miles an hour while you are on a bicycle. You're on a yeah. bicycle. It's actually more terrifying, mm-hmm. riding a bike with a man chasing you. Yeah. And he's well, faster suppose. than you. Yeah, he can catch up no matter yeah. how fast you think you can go. He's going to catch you. That would be kind of a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, this story I do want to cover because... I don't know if you know this or not, Shannon, but we were talking, and it's been talked quite a bit about We talked about it, I guess, two weeks ago for the first time, that the McDonald's logo, to a friend of mine, we are in, I think, I don't know, 16, 17 years old, and he was driving along. He goes, man, why did McDonald's do that? I said, why they do what? And I'll look down why I say this, because I'm going to say the word that he said. He looks at me and goes, why do they use a pair of titties as their logo? I said, what? He goes, look at that. I used to think that when I was younger, too. Well, you know what? It turns out what? Now, who revealed that's exactly what they meant to do? They wanted it to look like drooping mother's breasts feeding children. So it's like, come to McDonald's because it's kind of like mother's milk. (laughs) I mean, that's basically what they were trying to imply. Now, they didn't turn it upside down, which would have made it even worse, (laughs) like the the W or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's just, that just amazes me that... uh, that McDonald's is exactly what he told me all those what? years ago. A high school kid said, no, 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 that, that's not an M. That's a pair of titties. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we got an email uh, that came in from somebody who wanted to uh, stay anonymous, but they said the meaning of the McDonald's symbol, the logo for McDonald's is the golden arches of the letter M on the red background. The M stands for McDonald's, but the rounded M represents mummy's memories, according to a design consultant. There you go. Mm-hmm. So they did it on purpose. Yeah. Come and get your mother's milk at McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. I've noticed that there's a certain car company in town that is uh, from Burnsville, and they sell Dodge. And if you put the D and the B together, you guys catch what I'm saying? Yeah. It, It... very much so. That's very true. something phallic on the back of vehicles. I was like, did somebody, <laughs> did somebody not? Who, well, who greenlit this logo? Why didn't somebody not? They didn't <laughs> say, notice? Kind of looks like a penis. <laughs> they did not notice. Well, so now here we go. We talked about the, uh, the logo for McDonald's, and it has been revealed that it was intentionally drawn that way to, to resemble, a, I guess, a pair of breasts that are full of milk and ready to serve you and keep you alive. Well, now we found out this is going to be a problem with the, uh, you know, child labor laws in America. Investigators find 10-year-olds working unpaid at McDonald's. Where was this at? What McDonald's? It was, I'm going to scroll down. Yeah, the Girl Scouts right now are like, yeah, what's wrong with that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's true. We've been having girls get unpaid labor for years now. You know that I always buy every brand they have. When I walked out of a supermarket, and those little girls are out there selling cookies, mm-hmm. I buy one of everything. Just because they're such nice kids, and they get all excited about it, and it's just... And then Catherine takes them all away and gives them to someone else. Mm. I don't get the cookies. Uh, happened in Havertown, Pennsylvania. I don't know where Havertown is. Mm, I don't know either. I Let's love see. Pennsylvania. Great state, but I have no idea where Havertown might be. I'm guessing probably western Pennsylvania would be my right. guess. That's what I'm thinking. Federal investigators say they found three McDonald's franchises to be violating child labor uh, laws, infractions that included working two 10-year-olds without paying them. The 10-year-olds worked till 2 o'clock in the morning. Jesus. 
The franchises, who operate a total of 62 locations in Kentucky, Indiana, Maryland, Ohio, were employing uh, 305 children, working hours beyond the legal limits, and doing job tasks prohibited by law. Under no circumstances should there ever be a 10-year-old child working in a fast food kitchen around hot grills, ovens, and deep fryers, a Labor Department official said in a news release. The three franchisees were hit with a civil penalty of $212,754. So do you have any idea where Havertown might be? Because I, I... It is a suburb of Philadelphia. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. God, I thought that would have been with the child labor. I thought that would have been out there where they could hide it a little bit out west. Philly kids working at McDonald's in between fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought immediately, like, well, maybe the parents of these kids are the parents who own the franchises. And then I was like, then that's totally fine. Because when we were kids, oh, yeah, my, my family owned a roofing company. And guess what? Every summer you were out there picking nails out of lawns and... You weren't getting paid for any of that. But then when you said 305, I was like, all right, well, maybe they don't have 305 children around. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe there aren't 305 kids in the family. It's a possibility in any case. Yeah, I, I, that's the kind of thing I just do not – because don't McDonald's do pretty well? They don't, they don't make a ton of money, but McDonald's do pretty well, don't they? I would imagine so. I think. Somebody told me that. That even one that's new, not doing all that well makes a hundred, couple hundred grand a year or something, a profit. Mm-hmm. So I don't I know. I know a bunch of kids. I should start a McDonald's. Yeah. You should. <laughs> Absolutely. Get McDonald's going. You'd be good to go. Uh, just kind of perusing the, the highlights and the headlights today and the headlines. It's just, I don't want to talk about this stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, you guys do what you do and whatever. And every story now is going to be about the election for the next year and a half. And we understand that. Ugh. But I know. Don't you just hate that? So boring. This bill is the biggest jackass I have ever met mm-hmm. in my life. Well, thank you. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app. And anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.